Hey everyone, welcome to episode 72 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, minus the Andy and Jeff, and plus the Greg. Yeah! For the third week in a row. Yes. And so, you Woo. know, big, big salute to you for coming and being a part, and hey. always enjoy having you. A big welcome to our Facebook Live viewers who may come and listen to hear what it all sounds like afterwards, after all the editing has been done. For those of you in podcast land, if you want to see what happens here on the podcast, we have moved from our cozy little area on the second floor down to the worship center, set up a camera, and voila, here we are, for better or for worse. Yeah. But there are actual we, we benefits. Update the, uh, we, we edit the audio. We are not editing the video. So for those of you watching, <laughs> yeah, we're sorry mutual apologies. That. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, we Radio voice. We only, uh, we only edit the actual podcast itself. The live broadcast will be archived on the Florida Hospital Church Facebook page, and the link is already in today's episode notes so on Facebook, so go back and check those so that you will be able to go back and watch if you so choose. And you can check on the comments and questions and share with anyone else that you feel may be interested or benefit from the topic and the conversation at hand. Of course, here on the podcast, as always, you can send your comments via text or voicemail, 407-965-1607, and email podcast at hospitalchurch.org, and of course, in the church mobile app, which there is a link for that as well, but it's hospitalchurch.org slash F-H-C-A-P-P. See, now we're a minute and a half in, and we're just getting through everything. That's where the 15 minutes That's comes from. That's where the 15 comes from. Yeah. So on to this. Well, before we get to this week, last week our episode was By Faith Alone by Andy McDonald, where we decided that – no comment? Oh, it's okay. By you, Faith Alone. <laughs> last week you had filled in the blank before we finished. So I, was just, I, was just, <laughs> I was just waiting for you. Uh, we decided that you, by faith alone, are justified, which is something we all need to not only remember but hold on to each and every day. If you haven't listened to that message or the podcast episode, you do not want to miss it. You can watch and listen to both. As previously mentioned, in all those different places, iTunes and in the church mobile app, or even on the church website. But this week, by grace alone, uh-oh, this one makes me a little bit more nervous. Faith, eh, that, that seems reasonable. But grace, what seems reasonable about grace? You don't like grace? Well, I mean, I like grace, but I'm just wondering what's reasonable about grace. That seems to be the sticking point. The opening paragraph said that the amazing grace is simply acknowledging that the Bible teaches that the totality of our salvation is a gift of grace from God. And it referenced Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Amen. <sighs> Breathe. Breathe. But I like to do things, Greg. Well, that's good. And I, I like to do things, like <laughs> play with your girls and, yeah, yeah. you know. Love them, love your wife. All good things. Love people. Yeah. But we've entered into the last couple of weeks of discussion, and I was a little confused. And this week, I don't really feel like I'm confused. I'm pretty sure I'm exactly clear on what we're talking about this week. Okay? <laughs> this week, I feel like I may be a bit of an expert, actually. Sweet. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. However Should reluctant... I go, then? No, no, no. Please stay. Please stay. However reluctant I may be to publicly admit that I'm an expert... Andy brought up Ephesians 2 where Paul lays it out pretty distinctly, who I am. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin. There's no, hey, you should probably work on X and Y and don't forget to polish up that Z a little bit while you're at it. Just D-E-A-D, dead. So enter grace. 
Is it any wonder, though, that when we look at ourselves honestly, really taking a deep look at ourselves against even remedial benchmarks that we often just feel like there's no hope? There's no hope. If I'm this bad, if I'm this bad, how can this, how can this possibly be true? You're asking that question? I'm asking that question. Well, I mean, I think, uh, I think it speaks a lot to the love of God. You know, when John talks about, you know, God is love, like he just equates him to that. And when you start to actually like spell out, like, no, it's not 99% God and 1% um, you, which is one of the things that Andy talked about. It's not these like little things. Like we were so far, like the relationship was so far and so broken, right? That there's nothing that we could do to restore it, right? Right. And that's what grace is. It's that restoration of that relationship. And when you start to spell it out like that, you really start to see just like how amazing God's love, his desire to restore what was once broken is. Um, And it just really starts to put it in perspective. I love that perspective. But so much of what our worldview and rules that seem to govern our view of grace, we got scorecards, we got checklists, we're working harder to get ahead. These are all things that we do in our daily lives for work, for maybe ourselves, maybe spiritually. Then what does that, when we're engaged in those kind of activities, what does that tell others and God about what kind of Christians we are? Oh, well, we're scorecard Christians. We're scorecard. <laughs> and how, when we're in that, I mean, one of my favorite Andy Stanley quotes is, Christianity teaches that when man sinned, God opted for forgiveness rather than fairness. He opted for grace and mercy rather than justice. So how do you rectify those two for people that just can't seem to get past? It feels really good when, and we kind of talked about this last week, but it feels really good when I get stuff right. And it almost makes me feel like I'm kind of putting arm in arm with Jesus (laughs) and I'm kind of walking this grace thing with him together. That how do we end up putting those two things in – I don't want to say that that we want to separate them necessarily because I think those good works come hand in hand. But if we really are holding on to that 1%, how do we let go and exude that so that we don't come across as scorecard Christians or as bootstrap Christians. How do we act? How does that look so that when somebody looks at us, even if we obviously will never have it all together, but at least how do we let that shine through? So for people that maybe are new to this going, I don't even know what this looks like. I'm still trying to digest the fact that I don't have any part to play in this. That, that's difficult to try to take that next step in that walk. And that daily activities, that daily, the daily who I am. Yeah. So you asked, you know, what can we do to keep from coming across that way? The challenge with that is that has to do with other people's people's perceptions, right? So I I may be coming at it from a genuine spot, sure. But other people may say, well, he's just, you know, it's all a show for him. So I guess I'm about me and the way that I'm going to sure. act and how my actions come across as more about you know, checking where I am, right? You know, and Jesus even talks about, you know, taking the the plank out of your eye, you know, before you, (laughs) you know, try to find the sawdust. And I I think it really has to deal with dying to self and, and trying to understand the motivations behind what I'm doing and why so that I don't fall into that trap. Because I think there are times when you may have maybe the wrong motivation. And sometimes God can even use those things to his glory, but that ultimately, like it, for me, I, th- I see it more as like just trying to, to be drawn closer into Jesus and to 
you know, I can't control people's perceptions, but I can't control at least what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and, and uh-huh. how I'm knowing, like how okay. I'm knowing God. Again, if we go back to faith alone, faith. Um, you know, it's, I, I can control my desire to want to grow closer to Jesus, but I can't control how people perceive the things that I do. So part of that, maybe something to hold on to Ephesians 2.10, Andy referenced it in his message for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And I love the sounds of masterpiece <laughs> created <laughs> and things planned for us long ago. seems like when life really starts getting heavy or maybe we're not in the, the spiritual place that we want to be, that that gives us something to hold on to or for those that, again, might be new and just trying to figure this, even how to start this journey. Are these just old words in an old book that just seem too good to be true or is there something that we're – that they can just latch on to to say, yeah, I can grab a hold of this and I can believe it and it's what I need to help pull me through? How does someone take a hold of that? There's so many people get stuck on – there's a part that I'm playing. There, like you almost have to graduate to a point where I almost let go and say, okay, if this is your thing, God, then you have to do it. But I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do in the meantime. <laughs> do I just totally just – what do I do? Because I, I mean I felt that way long, long time ago before it was explained to me in such a way as it has recently here through the last couple messages and, and ongoing because I think we're a pretty grace-filled community here. But that was a very – it just was a very difficult thing to try to first get your mind around. And then once you say, okay, fine, I'm, I'm convicted of this. I'll do this. But I don't know. I don't know what that looks like, especially in the early stages. Yes. Yes. It's a difficult <laughs> – no, I know. I know. No, it's difficult. I, I, but this is the struggle that I as, – as I was thinking about this message this week, that to me is the struggle is to how we can say it, we can believe it. But to tell someone who doesn't really know it or hasn't really just – they may know it, but they haven't been able to start living it. That's the part where I feel like we're – we fail people the most. Yeah, because it's hard. Earlier this week, I was talking with a friend of mine who – a little younger uh, in their 20s, and they're really wrestling with purpose, right? And it's not from a lack of wanting to – be engaged and invested in whatever they're putting to their hand. It was just like really trying to figure out like, what is my purpose? Like, what am I about? Like, what am I doing? Like I have a job. Okay. But is there more to my life than my job? And I want there to be more to my life than my job, you know? And it's tough to find that purpose, but you know, that, that passage you shared in Ephesians 2.10, I think, you know, for me, I go back to Genesis one twenty six, and that's just such a, a powerful, I've really been digging into Genesis 1 the last couple months. And in that passage, God says, Genesis one twenty six, let us make man in our image. And I think part of being created in the image of God, right, as, as someone who has these like creative abilities, is that he's like, that's part of who we are. We've been invited onto this creative journey with him and that there's opportunity for yeah. us to use our license. When you look at Abraham, when God, you know, brought him up onto the plane and said, look at everything before you. And he told him to go. <laughs> it's like, well, go where? <laughs> go right, well, go I, where? You know, I mean, he's literally, he has 360 degrees of anywhere that he could have gone. And he's a smart guy, right? He knew that this place may be good for water, but maybe not as good for vegetation, you know, for his flocks and his herds and everything. Or, you know, over here might have had a little bit of elevation. Maybe there was a, you know, a better forest over here. And so we had to weigh these decisions. And I think God, to a certain extent, wants us to be part of this creative journey 
Matthew 28, you know, I preached about this a couple weeks ago, the Great Commission. He wants us to be part of this disciple-making process, you know, of, of teaching people how to follow Jesus. And so, you know, I think we've been given a work to do, and I think he's given us some license to say, what are the things that I'm about? You know, what, yeah. what are the things that really resonate? I'm a, I'm a really good artist. I'm not. But for an example, <laughs> but I'd like to I be. can I can yeah. draw, I can paint really well. What can I do with that? You know, and to be able to use the things that God has gifted us for, right? Just like that passage said, you know, that we he created, you know, we've been created and, and these things have been given for us in advance to do. Um, it's not about earning anything. Right, right. right. It's about joining in this creative endeavor about winning people back, restoring the relationship, um, fixing what was once broken. So essentially you're just saying let's let's just have a little confidence in the gifts that God has given us and just start going about those and eventually we're going to start feeling we're going to start feeling that we're going to start seeing that our relationship with him if we're really investing in it and using our talents that should all come to a head at some point where it's like ding 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 the light goes on we should be realizing what's happening right in front of us at that point. I mean I know it's happened for me in the past with different things that sometimes just Getting moving. I, we keep coming back to this, or I keep coming back to this. But Andy mentioned it's got easier for God to steer a moving ship than to get it out of port. So you know, it's one of those things that we keep discussing. But it always seems to come back that if if we're willing to just take those first steps, and I think that's good. Just find something that you're passionate about that you feel like you know. If you if you're at this point where you're trying to grapple with this concept, I think you already love God. Right, you already love Jesus. You want to you want to see that grow. Sometimes you're just not sure about how you should be going about it. But that's a that's a good way to jump in. See, you knew the answer all along. <laughs> see, that's great. That's why we have Greg here. As a brief but important review from last week, Paul in Galatians two twenty one writes, "For if we could be saved by keeping the law, then there was no need for Christ to die." Now we're not going to go back and rehash last week, but this week Andy used that in a reminder saying we are not only saved by an act of God's grace, we are transformed by that grace. And I think that's part of what you just talked about is if we're willing to just step out and realize through that, maybe some people would interpret that or confuse that with the successful pulling up on the bootstraps, but really that transformative power of grace really becomes what we're trying so hard to achieve anyway. It's really doing the work for us if we just, like you said, let ourselves find that passion and just start taking baby steps or whatever step. That is the first step. But Christianity talks a lot about freedom, and yet so often it seems that we're misguided on grace. We're misguided on how to accept it, how to give it, how to allow it to do the work of salvation that God intended for it. So how do we change some of the longstanding and entrenched beliefs that run contrary to what we've just learned about grace? Because none of the alternatives work biblically. And really, they have zero curb appeal, but yet, somehow, they're still with us. Again, these are questions I know that kind of stink when it's like, hey, well, how do you answer that question? But essentially, yeah, those... I'm super stoked that there's just one of me today. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody else. And, you know, the good news is we're... Jeff, we're... you want to take the... Oh, oh wait. wait. Yeah, I no, forgot. he's not here. Uh, anyway, Stanley, you want to take a crack at that? <laughs> <laughs> From the front row. So I'll just tell a story from my personal life. Like yeah. I was and probably still am really terrible at taking compliments and, and really good about receiving gifts, right? So I had this friend, Ted, who he and I, like it was like this epic battle war to one-up each other to try and pay for for each other's <laughs> meal, right? And I mean, this was like years, like for years, this was the thing. 
and we we ne- would never just allow the other to just be like, wow, you know, like thank you. Yeah. It was always like, man, I'm gonna catch you next time. Oh, it's gonna be and good. It got, it got super epic. Like we got really <laughs> good at picking up each other's tabs, and so like I'm not good at doing that, man. When people would say. Like if I was doing something music or, or even preaching, you know, they'd be like, hey, you know, great job. I'd be like, oh, it stunk. It, was, it wasn't any good at all. Your message and, a couple of weeks ago was fantastic. Well, you know, now I can just be like, you know, wow, thank you. You know, like I appreciate that. Whereas Greg from two years ago, three years ago, I would have been like, well, I don't know. It was just kind of terrible and like this thing <laughs> wasn't together. And if I had done this, like it would have been really good. And so I, we're not good at just like accepting grace. But I think at the same time, like there's, I think a lot of other areas in our life where we're just not good at accepting someone to do something nice for me. It's like, oh, well, now I need to repay you. So there's this kind of like thing of constantly, because we, we can't just say, wow, like that's for me. Like, thank yeah. you. Thank you for this gift. Instead, it has to be like, well, I know that this thing costs $17. And so I need to, you know, $20. 20 you know, yeah. I'll, I'll go 20 we'll because, you know, like that's. It took the time to do the 17 for me, so yeah. I'll do the, the 20 for them. So we just is constantly one-upsmanship, and, and instead of just saying, wow, thank you, and instead yeah. of embracing the gift and just taking the time to be like, wow, yeah. this is awesome. My son, four years old, he has no problem being like, wow, this gift is cool, and like playing with it, right? Yeah. And he's thankful for it, Sure, but he like loves the gift. So maybe our challenge this week is just to look at grace for what it is, Realize there's nothing we can do for it. Be grateful and accept it. And maybe that's the first step to pushing us towards those things that we talked about. Just step out in something that you feel God has gifted you with this week and make a step towards just accepting that grace and seeing what you can do to be a part of showing that grace to others so that good news goes out. As always, we will wrap up with one of our FHC takeaways from this past week, which asked, what will you need to do to learn the unforced rhythms of grace? This question seems deceptively easy, and yet the more you think about it, the more internal digging is likely to require. If you would like to share, you can reach out to us in the previously aforementioned avenues. We will wrap it up with a single sentence for the third week in a row because we're just trying to stay clear and concise about what we've learned. And this was near the end of Andy's message. He said, all of heaven, all of eternity, all of all you need to be is given to you by the grace of God. And that pretty much wraps it up. So upcoming this week is we continue with our Pillars of the Reformation series, and it is Scripture Alone by Richard Hickam. Yes, sola scriptura. Yes, not sure I've ever heard Richard deliver a message, but if he's half as good a speaker as he is a musician, we should be in great hands. So you won't want to miss that. So Facebook friends, stick around for a few minutes, and we will answer questions and comments before signing off. But as for you in podcast land, and until next Wednesday in Episode 73, this is Randy for Greg, Tom, Stanley, and Chad saying thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you then.